Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And one of the things we're doing this year, and we're getting very close to the end of this, might I add, <laughs> we have been working our way through a couple of the franchises because there's new one, new films in those franchises coming out in October. And again, we're quite close to that. We're, we're now hmm. mid-late September. So, one of the franchises, of course, has been the Chucky franchise, because we've got a new one coming out. We've got mm-hmm. Cult of Chucky coming out next month. So this yeah. is going to be the sixth, and at least for now, final Chucky movie. Now, admittedly, it's only a month, so it's not that long until we have to do the next one. But this is the final movie that's already existing in this yeah. franchise that we're, we're having to do. So It feels Same. good to tick the little, the little box off. Like, it does. All right, one down, it does. two to go. It's funny, the other two franchises we're doing, which is Texas Chainsaw and Saw, both of those have seven movies already, so mm. they, they've got another one each to go before we can yeah. before we can tick them off. But uh, yeah, so we'll start spoiler free, as we as we typically do, and then we'll warn you somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. Uh, so yeah, so Cult of Cult, sorry, Curse of Chucky. This is the problem. This is the problem when they have similar names and they don't just name them numbers. Because honestly, yeah. Child's mm-hmm. Play Six would have worked for me. Oh yeah, sure. I like a nice simple number. It's fine. Yeah. And I feel like not enough uh, movies do that uh, nowadays. Everything seems to be, you know, uh, but it, it's a lost art of uh, the numbering system. Yeah, even the, the Insidious movie that's coming out, Insidious 4, which is coming out early next year, that's not got a number okay. anymore. Because, you know, 2 and 3 were chapters 2 and 3, whereas this mm-hmm. one's just Insidious, the lost key, or the last key, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Yeah. So. yeah, I think I would have liked to... I don't understand why you couldn't have just done, like, you know... If you did Insidious for colon the Lost Keys or whatever, that would yeah. be fine. But well, Joe, you know it is Tim. It's because th- maybe trick's not the right word, but they don't want people to see a number and think, "Oh, I have to have seen the previous ones." They almost want people to see just Insidious the Last Key and think, "Oh, yeah. I can just go see that because it's not got a number on it and uh, you know it's standalone <laughs> or it's." Uh, which it's kind of it's a can of worms because on the one hand, okay, maybe it is, but maybe it isn't, and maybe you're actually putting people in, mm. in the cinema that don't actually, like, won't be able to follow it in the same way because they haven't seen, maybe it is relevant that the previous films existed, but uh, what do I I mean, even, even like, the only one I feel like, you know, 2 was the only one that really hinged, you know, a lot on, on the first one, but I think it can still be enjoyed, but, yeah. um, I don't know, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff on, like, you know, when it comes to comic books with this stuff, where people don't really give people the benefit of a doubt, like every, like, you know, I, I feel like companies are so afraid of people not being able to jump in, which maybe some people are, but you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, watching a the fifth of a movie, you know, without seeing the other ones, and I don't know, people need to stop worrying about that stuff. I, I guess. Now, admittedly, I'm someone who wouldn't watch the fifth movie without watching the first four because I'm I'm just that kind of guy. But I think it depends on the kind of thing. Like, obviously, something like um, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars types movies; those are like, you know, ongoing kind of sagas that you you need to know that kind of stuff. But if you're watching Friday the Thirteenth, you know who Jason is. You know what the deal is. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. And I mean, yeah, if you're a big fan of that kind of stuff, you want to start from the beginning, but uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think people shouldn't be too, too cautious. I do miss numbers though. I, I miss getting to Friday the 13th part eight. Come on, give me a, I want an yeah. eight in a title. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, even star Wars 
kind of shied away from it. They don't use episode numbers anymore. I mean, everyone yeah. still uses those. Everyone calls it episode seven, eight, and nine, but they're not actually in the title. They're they're, they're gone. Mm. So yeah, uh, I miss those. What a weird tangent oh. to start off on. But, uh, yeah, so so Curse of Chucky. Uh, this is notable for a couple of reasons. First of all, this was the first one in the longest amount of time since the last film. This is, uh, the previous one was 2003, Seed of Chucky. This was 2013. So this was a good 10-year gap. Maybe it was 2004. Mm. Nine or 10 years. So long gap. It was on hiatus for a while. Um Intro, I've forgotten this, but I remember how we said how the uh, the last one was directed by the writer, uh, Don Mancini, who had written all the movies since the first one. He's actually mm-hmm. directing this one as well, which I think is very mm-hmm. interesting, given that it has a very different tone and style to the previous film. Yeah, and uh, I also wonder if that's... Um, I can't really think of many other franchises where the creator has been so inv- un- involved... Yeah, I mean, obviously, sometimes they'll come back. We've got a new Halloween movie coming out next year yeah. where John Carpenter's kind of back involved, but he was missing for a good number yeah. of a lot of those <laughs> movies, you know, in between. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And uh, also, yeah. I was surprised that this was, uh, you said 2013? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I thought, like, oh, I for some reason it, it felt closer to me. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I thought, like, you know, I just saw this, like, you know, a year or two ago or something, but I saw it when it right came out. Uh, yeah, it's been four know. years, surprisingly. Uh, but, yeah, so this was kind of like the return to horror. Like, you know, because, like, mm-hmm. Friday Chucky made it more of a black comedy, and then Seed of Chucky was basically just, you know, way off in the deep end. It, was, it wasn't a horror movie anymore at all. This was kind of the attempt to bring it back into a sort of horror movie. Uh, this was directed video slash VOD, um, it may have had a limited release, and the only reason why I say that is because there's both an R-rated cut and an unrated cut, and I don't mm. know why there'd be an R-rated cut if if it was never released anywhere but home video, unless, yeah. like, I don't know, like, Walmart refused to carry the unrated version, so they had to have an R-rated cut just for that, but yeah. I don't know. The reason, huh. why I, the reason why I'm picking them, by the way, is because they've had a history of, of doing that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not just picking yeah, them randomly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should pick on them. They're a horrible company. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> but so, so this was kind of, and I think what's funny about this is you, you start this movie off and you're introduced to these characters who we don't know. We have Nika, who's our main character. She's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And right away, I'm thinking, okay, right, I get what you're doing here. You're giving us someone who's even more vulnerable than usual. So that, I mean, as much as Chucky usually does okay against regular people, the idea of him against someone who's disabled, like it, like, like they're even more vulnerable and therefore mm. it feels a little bit more even in a weird way or even less so you know he's got the advantage in this case yeah. so you know so doing that we're in this kind of big creepy house and it's like okay where are we going with this um, and when we see the doll we see Chucky himself he looks kind of like he did in the first movies you know he doesn't have this, the scars and all that you know the, the, the patched up sort of stitch work mm-hmm. and all the rest of it you know he looks kind of old school um, and so and it does kind of play the horror things where for a long time the movie doesn't show you I'm doing anything. Like, you know, it's all off camera and the characters are like, like, wait, was he there? Was, you know, has he moved? What's happened? And like, it's all off camera. It plays with the build to actually revealing. And obviously it's kind of a weird, not weird, but I get the the, the temptation not to do that with this character now. You know, because this is the mm. sixth movie. In the last couple of movies especially, it was like, no, he was on screen all the time, cracking his jokes, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Can you bring back the suspense of, like, 
like because it's not so much that is he or isn't he alive because we know he's alive it's a chucky movie yeah but can you have the suspense with the characters not knowing and can that make it entertaining and i think to mm-hmm. a point it does work because knowing that knowing something's there that the characters don't but we're seeing it from the character's perspective and that they don't see that he's doing something you know it's just mm-hmm. you know the, you see the odd little thing here or there that maybe hints at it um, I yeah. think that puts you in their headspace. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, I think it works. Yeah. Um, I mean, needless to say, I think this is better than uh, Cedar Chucky. And I've not asked sure. Tim the question. So, Tim, <laughs> did you enjoy Curse of Chucky? Um, I, I do, but I, I was thinking about when I... Reservations like, are coming. Reservations. Well, I, I remembered when I first saw it, like a you know when it came out, and I remembered it liking it a lot more. And um, this is only my you know second time seeing it and watching it now. Uh, maybe it's because you know we're going through the whole series or something, but I'm noticing a lot more flaws uh, than I remembered. Yeah, um, I think that's I, I think fair. it's still good, but like, um, and I really really applaud them for I, I think successfully coming back from you know, what was essentially turned into a jokey, you know, franchise, you know, by seed. Uh, Not that it was bad, but, you know, at that point, we kind of thought like, okay, now we've gone into the jokey, cheesy kind of stage of this franchise. And I I think they actually did a good job of bringing it back to, no, like, this is a legit horror movie now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I couldn't help but noticing some stuff uh, that they did with like, the story that I'm like, I don't know if I really like that that much. Yeah, well, obviously we'll talk about that when we get to spoilers. I, mm-hmm. I do, yeah, I, I appreciate that they brought it back. It, it kind of reminds me of like a, like Freddy's Dead to Wes Craven's mm-hmm. Nightmare. Now, obviously that was more yeah, of a meta yeah. thing, but it, you know, it, it took it from you know Freddy had got really jokey, this make him kind of scary again. And the funny yeah. thing with Chucky, Chucky's a much more fine line. And to, to be fair, Freddy Krueger kind of is a, to a point as well where. Even when they're being scary, they're supposed to be cracking some jokes. And you can sort of yeah. see why they fell down the rabbit hole a little bit of, no, let's just make this about jokes and make it about the humour. Because it's almost a really obvious path to go. And rel- I mean, I wouldn't say easy, but a relatively surefire way of succeeding yeah. in, in, the, in the story. And it, it kind of worked to a point. But, you know, Seed, of course, went a bit too far for us. And I, I think mm. most people... I, I don't think Seed is universally that liked it's, I don't think it's hated but it's kind of like yeah. we spoke about it last time it was kind of uh, it's kind of like got some ideas yeah you watch it and you're like okay I get it alright fine but then it's it's not something where you're like oh I'm so glad they did that let's see more yeah. of that yeah it's, ultimately the direction is not necessarily where we wanted the franchise to go I don't think and then, this is kind of a weird movie for the first sort of chunk of it because not this time, obviously, because I've seen it before, but the first time I was watching it, I remember the first like half of the movie when it is just like, okay, the dolls arrived at this house, just, you know, someone sent it here, someone's posted it to this address, and we don't know who, we don't know why, the doll looks like it's, you know, fresh and, you know, brand new, and genuinely, for the first, like, chunk of the movie, the first time I watched it, I wasn't sure if it was going to be in continuity with the previous films, like, I thought, is this just a reboot, is this like a fresh start is this going to connect at all and of course it actually yeah. is part of the continuity and it goes down into those some of that some of those ideas uh later on but for a good while i'm like is this even part of the like the rest of the movies is like what's mm-hmm. what's going on uh funnily enough uh the actress who plays nika uh, our main character is fiona duroff uh 
who I'm, uh, I'm assuming it's the daughter of uh, Brad Dourif who voices Brad Chucky. Dourif. And the funny thing is, is that every so often I could really see the resemblance. I could, see, I, could <laughs> I could just see his face and her. It was kind of weird. It was like because part of me, I think the first time was also thinking, oh, they're going to it's going to turn out that she's like his daughter, like before he became a doll. Like that's going to be yeah. the. The, the twist and uh, that's not where it goes I'm not spoiling anything when I say that but I thought they might try and pull that just because she actually kind of looks like him and it was kind of almost weirding me out a little bit at times I didn't really notice uh, that um, maybe because uh, I, I didn't even realize it was her until like afterwards mm. and like looking at the credits I was like oh hey um, and, and also I kind of tend to forget what Brad Dorf looks like just because you don't see him for most of the movie like honestly uh, I don't think I'd remember what it looks like if I hadn't recently rewatched Alien Resurrection because he's in that. Um. And he's, he's quite over the top in that. He's very expressive with his face. So I, I think that's why I was sort of noticing her face a little bit more in this because I was, I was getting that. <laughs> uh, as for the characters, yeah, so Nika, like, they're, her mother, she lives with her mother, her mother dies. Uh, clearly it's Chucky, but they think it's a suicide. So her sister, her sister's husband, their little girl, and then their nanny all come to stay for the funeral and uh, the rest of the movie actually after the opening all takes place in one day one night it's just one long night that the whole movie takes place in uh, which I think is kind of cool I, I like that kind of setup. and admittedly I think it's like kind of a budget thing because this is clearly a lower budget movie and it's like oh no the whole thing's set in one house over one night it's just a cheaper thing to do but you know it can be effective uh, as much as there is maybe one or two points where I noticed the budget being a bit of a problem but for the most part I think it went unnoticeable because they were wise with how they set up the story. Like, this is where yeah. it is. It's all taking place here. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're all over, like, trying to, like, help and comfort. But it's kind of dysfunctional. Her sister wants to sell the house, and she doesn't because it's her home. Uh, her sister's having money troubles. The, the, her and her husband seem to be having marital troubles. All this is kind of going on. And then, of course, the little girl likes the Chucky doll, which is lying around now because it arrived in the mail. And uh, that, that's that's kind of the setup for the most part. And it just... Yeah. You know, it plays out through the night, and there's some character drama going on. But you know, once Chucky gets going, it's 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 all about Chucky. It's all about what he's there for, yeah. and what he's up to. Um, so yeah, I think uh, the kills are pretty fun. I will say, mm. I enjoyed quite a few of the kills. Um, simple and effective. There's a uh, uh, oh, well, I can't spoil anything yet, so I'll just say they're fun. Yeah, yeah, they're they're okay. I don't think they're they don't really stand out. Uh, a, a ton, I, I feel like. A lot of the, no, they're not the best the franchise has had. There's one in particular, yeah. in I'll say the attic that I kind of mm-hmm. liked. I, I, okay. I, I like. I like that one, but I think honestly, um, I, I feel like this movie seems a lot more impressive just because, like, you know, the last movie was mm. Seed. Uh, I, I feel like this would be a lot more of a oh, just another like okay. Um, but maybe like forgettable, uh, you know, sequel. If it wasn't like, oh, it, it's coming back and being rooted in, in horror again, um, and I, I just kind of feel like that plays a, a lot. Uh, yeah, no, on it. I think that's fair. I, I think I definitely think it's better than Seed, and I definitely I think it's better yeah. than Three as well. I would rank <laughs> yes, it above I those two. Those. Um, and I think it's solid enough. Like I, I like this is one if I'm rewatching the franchise, I won't. I mean, I, I wouldn't skip any of them because they are actually pretty serialized. But like, yeah. if you were going to skip one, I, 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 you know, Seed would be the one you'd skip. I don't think you'd skip this one. I, I think it's fine. Like, yeah, I think sure. it's entertaining. It's in quick. It's only ninety odd minutes, and yeah. uh, it has some good moments. It, it never dragged for me. I don't think. 
No, it, it goes by pretty quick. Yeah. So, uh, so I think we'll get into spoilers then, uh, so we don't have to yeah. keep dancing around things. Um, so, full spoilers from this point on for Curse of Chucky. So, it's funny actually because this one actually, in a weird way, had the most continuity relevant stuff uh, oh, in the yeah. whole series. Because <laughs> when when Nika is like starting to suspect things and she she looks up the murders and the doll and finds out about Charles Lee Ray, she she. Look, as she's scrolling past the, the the results on Google, you can actually mm. clearly see see the uh, the military academy that Andy went to. Like that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the uh, the options. As mm. is uh, Chicago, Niagara Falls is one of them, which is where they went and raided Chucky. Like so, it's, it's actually referencing oh, yeah. like most of the franchise and just in that computer screen alone. And then we'll we'll get to the post credit scene later, but uh, and how, how where the ending goes. But it was just that that simple stuff like that. I'm like, okay, it is in the continuity. And then, of course, when the sister upstairs in the attic like notices that his face is peeling off a little bit, and she starts to rip away, and it's like someone's yeah. put makeup over the stitching, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh, this is like after those movies, like we are in this timeline. This is cool, right? And, and I would say, uh, I feel like this doesn't happen very often in um, horror movies, especially like franchises like this. But I was genuinely shocked when I first watched this, because. Like you said, there is a weird air about it where you're not sure if it's a reboot or, Ooh. you know, or I, I think I kind of assumed they were doing, you know, one of those things where it's like, all right, this takes place after Child's Play 3, but we're going to ignore, uh, ignore uh, you know, Bride and Seed and stuff. But yeah, at that moment, you're like, oh, shit, uh, <coughs> they're going for it. Like they're, you know, keeping this stuff in. And uh, I actually think that's pretty cool. And um really impressive uh, impressive again that they are able to go back to these horror roots and they do it without rebooting or ignoring stuff from the past mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay <laughs> just uh no, keep going okay yeah. yeah um and uh if uh, when we talked about the uh last movie um and how uh, you know, towards the end, there's that speech that we like where Chucky kind of goes on this rant about, oh, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I kind of like being a doll now. I just want to kill people. I don't really care about, you know, switching my body anymore. Yeah, I like I'm that in- this movie. Yeah, he says, I'm infamous. I'm, like, I'm Chucky the killer doll. I love being this. Yeah. I'm a legend. Let's just keep doing <laughs> this. <laughs> so I like that the movie starts off with it's like, oh, I guess he's still following that because he's like, yeah, following up with you know just murdering these people yeah. which you find out later there's a connection um but, but that's the... one of the problems i have with the story is that it seems like they're going for that at first and then towards the end it seems like it starts getting back into the okay he's trying to find a body again well to a point like there's one scene that bothers me because when you find out the backstory and which by the way when she's on the computer and she's looking up stuff and you see his photo i'm like he looks that different why why have they used a photo from him present day because Use a photo from him when they made the first movie so that he looks like right. he did when they get shot. But of course, yeah. the reason for it is that they're going to have flashbacks later on and he's going to be just be playing himself even though it's been 25 years, as he points out, and he just looks much older, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> uh, so you find out that he, he was like sort of harassing uh, in a weird sort of like demented love way, like her mother, mm. uh, while she was pregnant with her. And presumably killed, his, killed her father. Like, you, you, mm. you imagine that's what happened. And... Mm. Her mother turned him in, and it's the cops showing up there that led to the chase at the start of the first child's play. That That's kind of like... And they're like, okay, fine, whatever. And he stabbed her when she was pregnant, which is what paralyzed her, her legs. Okay, whatever. 
Uh, fine. Because at that point, I'm like, okay, they're still adhering to this idea that he's not trying to get back in a body. He, he's just, this is just a vendetta. Like, he's just pissed yeah. because she turned him in. Like, he, he's pissed at her and pissed at this family and he wants to kill them all. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, that's cool, that's a motive, but that isn't just, I want a body. And then they kind of ruined it with that one last scene when he shows up at the girl's house, the little girl. And This, yeah, this is a, a weird movie where I feel like it has, like, two or three extra endings that it didn't need. Like, yeah. it, it has a very clear, you know, motive, uh, you know, from the start of the movie, which, like you said, basically has this vendetta against these people, and that's kind of where it should end. But then, yeah, we get, like, uh, a, a couple of endings where it's like, okay, uh, we didn't need this. Like, they might be fun, like, post credit scenes or anything, but it, <laughs> yeah. it, it feels a little tacked on. Well, well let's, let's, let's run through them. So... Mm-hmm. So we end the story, and he basically pretends that Nika went crazy and killed everyone, and because obviously she, no one's going to believe her that the doll did it, and yeah. she's left holding the knife, and like everyone, she looks like she's guilty, and uh, you know I liked a lot of the stuff with him chasing her, and she's crawling into the, she, she's got like a little elevator. That she was uses. cool, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot, of, there was some good suspense stuff with that, um, and I, I liked him like going for her and like slipping in the blood, and there was just some fun yeah. chase stuff, um, so. The first time we actually got outside the house, outside of the flashback, is at court when she's been sentenced to the you know the hospital for the criminally insane because she's you know uh, unless you count there there's like a few driving scenes. Oh like, sure, um, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes with uh, like the priest is in an accident because a truckie poisoned them, and then the the yeah. cop who's coming towards the house. You're right. There's a couple of scenes like that, but which I, yeah. I actually say I, I thought that was really well done because uh, you see him like poison one person's food, but then you don't really know who's exactly it is, and then you kind of see around the dinner table like each person will do a little something, then you're like. Oh wait, was it them? Oh wait, yeah, because no, the, the little girl says it's, it tastes funny, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. is it the little girl? Is she going to die?" <laughs> uh, but then it becomes clear as it goes on, the priest is the one who uh, is yeah. the one who's poisoned. Uh, yeah, and I like I like the effect as well when because his head's like trapped in a big bit yeah. of metal, and he's still alive, and they pull out the bit of metal, and his head just rolls off. Like that, yeah. that's actually what kills him is them taking the bit of metal out. But uh, yes, yeah, so, so so we're at the courthouse, and she stills. She's actually, to be fair to the the, the jury and the judge, she is acting kind of crazy because she she leans into the doors like, "Ah, oh, I'm still alive, you little son of a bitch." Yeah. <laughs> like she, you know, she's acting a little bit out there. Uh, but we find out, much like the start of Brother Chucky, like that's one of the the cops who's working there, the cop we've seen throughout the movie, uh, takes yeah. the doll, and he's got you know he, he's established that he, he phones someone, says, "Oh, he's got the doll. This better be worth the money." And then Jennifer Tilly like sneaks up behind him in the car, <laughs> like Brad or Chucky, and kills him. And so, and we know that Jennifer Tilly, who's actually Jennifer Tilly, but it's actually Tiffany inside Jennifer <laughs> Tilly's body, just to yeah. just not, not to get confusing or anything. But she collects Chucky, and she's like, "Okay, we're next." And she goes and and the funny thing is, is I almost think, "Okay, you could have ended it here with the oh, she's killed the cop, and she's got Chucky back. That's who sent yeah. sent Chucky to the house. She's still like helping him by sending him wherever he needs to go, right?" But then she takes him to the post office and sends him <laughs> off somewhere else. And then number Which, two is coming. <laughs> this is... I just want to talk about this scene real quick. Like, I, that postal worker, if they didn't flag that, like, box as oh, suspicious, yeah. like, mm. everything, like, Jennifer Tilly did was, like, uh, like, oh, is this, like, fragile? Like, 
oh uh i don't know maybe like wink like everything was like a joke <laughs> it was like all right calm down you can be a little conspicuous yeah yeah it, it sounded really <laughs> just suspicious in the sense that this could be an explosive in here but like, yeah. you know, like that it just sounded so serious just put down other like just the way yeah. she said that so so the box arrives the little girl whose entire family is dead or in the criminally you know hospital for the criminal insane she she is now living with her grandmother and she comes in and Chucky's there and he's like, oh, the grandmother's down in the basement. He's probably killed her, because why not? Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're going to play a game called Hate the Soul. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I thought you were yeah. over this, Chucky. But here's the thing. We have a post credit scene after this where he's clearly still on the doll. So I don't know what this achieved. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And did he, like, the whole the whole series as well, he's never tried to go into a female because he doesn't, you know, presumably because he wants to be a guy again because that's what he is. Yeah. So I thought that was also strange. Like, well, you, 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 that this. I mean, he does try to justify it by saying, "Oh, you're someone who would never be suspected," which is maybe yeah. why he wants to. But at the same time, it's like, so you, that this serial killer who loves to do uh, rituals and shit, you're going to be inside the body of like a, a six, seven-year-old girl. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just whatever. So yeah. he, he starts in the chant, and we get the bullshit sinister ending where the Ugh. camera pans over uh, through the kitchen. And then presumably the grandmother you know, jumps up into frame, big loud noise, jump scare, and she's like, you know, she's got a bag over her head, she's breathing really heavily, Which, she's suffocating. It, it's like, are, are we to believe that uh, before that she was just laying like peacefully, calmly, and then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I should probably like, stand up real quick. Yeah, because the, the girl did look in the kitchen, she sort of went in and yeah. looked around, and then she turned around and saw <laughs> Chucky. So yeah, that is yeah. a bit, that's cheating, basically is what it is. It's cheating. So you've got that. One actually, one thing though, uh, I will I will say, because um, spoiler alert, we're, later we're, we're gonna see that. Uh, yep, yeah, actually, pretty soon we're gonna, we're gonna see Chucky's still inside. You know, Chucky. Yeah. Um. So maybe the one thing I'll give it is maybe the grandma sitting up like interrupted the ritual or something. Maybe he did that, um, and then the girl was like, "Oh no, what the heck's going on? I gotta call the police or something." Yeah, I can That's, see that. It, it's still awful and it should not be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a stupid bullshit. Throw something at the camera ending, which I hate. It's just pointless. It's and cheap. It's, never, it's lazy. It, and it's never really been like a thing with the series. I don't think the series has ever been big on jump scares, really. Nah, I don't think so. Like, really. I mean, maybe like every now and again, but not like this kind of bullshit, like out of nowhere, dumb jump scare. No, if anything, maybe it'll be like Jucky jumping out with someone, but it'll yeah. have that extra comic effect as he's like jumping and streaming because he's a little doll and it's like, uh, yeah, that, that it, just it, seems it, cheap. It's never felt cheap, uh, cheap before, yeah. Yeah. So the post credit scene, which is only an unrated version of the movie, uh, so, a spoiler warning, if anyone uh, watched this on Netflix right now and streaming, which is how I watched it, uh, mm. they actually don't include this, uh, which was really annoying. But yeah, Which also look, means some of the, the death scenes have been neutered, because the rated yeah. cut also uh, just cuts out some of the gore, takes away some of the blood. Luckily, I, I watched the unrated cut the, the first time, so I, I at least still remember this scene. Yeah. Um, but, I, I actually checked what the differences were, because I, I put it in the blurry... And it told me to pick, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, which one's the proper, like, which one should I be watching? And I looked up what the differences were, and it was very minimal. It was just, oh, uh, so each of the deaths had a bit more gore. I'm like, okay, cool, I want that. And the post-credit scene is not in the, the R-rated cut. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm definitely watching the unrated cut then. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's post-credit scene. Chucky arrives at a house, um, 
And we get this sort of mirrored scene where, again, it's like this, the FedEx, or it's not actually FedEx, it's like a fake company, because it's a movie, but it's like this FedEx guy is like, oh, blah, 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 you got a present, and this guy who, we, we don't know, is like, oh, must have an admirer or something, <laughs> and he takes the box up, and he, the phone goes, the phone rings, and he goes and answers that, and as he's answering the phone, like you see the knife come through, and I actually quite like this little moment, with the knife out, coming outside mm-hmm. from the inside of the box, and cutting down the tape from the inside, yeah. that was a pretty cool little visual. Um... And I, I get, you know, the first time I saw it, I guessed who this was. There's only one person this could really be. <laughs> Especially since this movie went out of its way to remind us that oh, it existed. Because, yeah. you know, the, the name was mentioned a couple of times mm-hmm. throughout, because uh, Nika brought it up. And the camera, sure enough, pans around and you see photos of little Andy with his mum. So you get this, this is Andy, grown up. This is him and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, 30, 35, whatever age he is now. And you see, you actually see the photo of his sister from the... Uh, the the third the second movie as well which I thought was pretty cool so the idea that he's actually stayed close with her and you also see his uh, apparently he graduated military school because he's got a certificate (laughs) for graduating Uh, so you see that you see the sister from the second movie you see his mum so it's almost like here's the first three movies we're actually calling back Mm -hmm. to all three of them right now Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Chucky's getting up he's got his knife and then you, know, you hear the click and there's a shotgun in his face and Andy's waiting for him. He knew, like he's prepared. It <laughs> knows how Chucky works. He's he's, he's a veteran at this. Uh, and he's like, wait, Andy, buddy, old pal, bang. Uh, yeah. You know, cut to black. So it's a fun so, little scene, but... Yeah, like I, probably I would have maybe cut the, the second Jennifer Tilly scene and the... Um, the little uh, girl scene, yeah. The, I would have yeah. Done too. And then yeah. just leave this as like a fun little mid post credit scene I think yeah. that would have been fun yeah also I, I will say though I do think the actor who plays Andy here because uh, same actor who's grown up I believe I yeah. do think his acting as an adult is not like we don't need him <laughs> to be the main character in an all Chucky movie because he's not like he has like three lines here and they're all kind of yeah. stilted and forced and it's yeah yeah, it was a fun little nod to the fans, but yeah, yeah I don't know if like I, I don't need to see the next movie, you know, him being, uh, you know, some leading some Chucky resistance group or something. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> what him, Catherine Heigl, and then Nika from this <laughs> teaming up? We're all going to take on Chucky. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that does sound kind of cool, but <laughs> maybe recast him. <laughs> Unless he watches this review, in which I feel bad. So <laughs> hopefully. Oh. It's funny you actually, we suggested that or we talked about that there, because uh, I remember there'd been like a fan idea for Friday the 13th where all the surviving final girls would team up for a movie Ooh. and try and track down Jason. So all the ones that still survive, like, so the girl from 2, the girl from 3. Mm. Um, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, maybe Tommy Jarvis as well. You know, so all the, all the final girls yeah. plus Tommy Jarvis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was going to be called Final Girls. I mean, they'd have to change that now because we've had movies yeah. called that. But uh, <laughs> a fun movie, might I add. I like that movie. But yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a fun idea. But uh, yeah, I, I like that idea. It's, uh, it, it's uh, yeah, interesting to see, like, you know, someone actually take the fight to, to them instead of just kind of being you know, very stationary and just kind of waiting for him to do his thing. Uh, uh, that's cool. So let's talk about some of the more of the middle of the movie because we kind of jump straight to all the endings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I blame you for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to talk a lot about, so I'd completely forgotten a lot of this movie. I'd forgotten that, they, they sort of hint early on that the, the husband might have a thing for the, the, the young, attractive nanny, right? And he's he, he keeps flirting with her, he keeps saying, oh, we've got that in common. And he, he keeps 
you know, chatting her up, and the wife's noticing, and she's like giving him the eye, and she's looking. At, but then the twist is that she's the one having the, having the affair with the nanny, yeah. and they, they they have a makeout scene. Um, and I'm like, okay, fair enough. I didn't see that coming. Fair play to you. Fair play to your movie. But uh, I, I thought, um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting little twist. And then uh, I liked that the with the husband being suspicious uh, and him implanting the camera on Chucky, I thought that now, led to a cool scene. I did think him, when he first brings up that he's suspicious, I thought that came out of nowhere. Because up until yeah. that point in the movie, he was just flirting with the nanny. It was kind of weird. I mean, it, it kind of works in retrospect because it's like he's trying to like annoy his wife because he knows she has feelings for her. So he's like, oh, I'm yeah. going to flirt with her. There's going to be this double... Look, we think it's annoying her because she's annoyed that her husband's, you know, flirting with some girl. But in actual fact, she's annoyed that the girl she's with is flirting with her husband. Whatever. Um, So, yeah, but he he eventually gets suspicious of Nika as well and he ends up, like, trying to run from her and then he gets killed uh, by Chucky, of course. But uh, I want to talk about that because you brought up the camera. He put a camera in in Chucky. He brought a nanny cam so he could spy and like catch her in the act, so that he, in court he could like take the kid and everything else and the divorce. And you know that that's a big you know point of contention for them. But basically, Nika almost dies in the car because Chucky like tries to asphyxiate her to death, uh, <laughs> and he actually saves her. But when she wakes up, she's like tied. Like, her hands are tied to the chair. She can't move. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I can prove who this was. I put a camera in the doll. And he puts it yeah. in. And I've got a couple of comments to make on this footage that he watches. Now, <laughs> I think it's great that there's footage, like POV, of Chucky running around doing his thing. Yeah. I do have to comment, though. Why does he not... Like, he never comments in this. He He's like... We see the, the POV moving around, and then it gets to... Uh, he gets to the, the, the you yeah. know his wife and the, the nanny, and he's like, oh, they're kissing. Oh. And then it keeps moving again, and it does something else. And I'm like... Okay, there's a certain point here where you have to acknowledge that this isn't, this isn't like just your daughter holding the doll. Right. That, this, yeah. this looks like someone walking around, and he, he never acknowledges it. Yeah, he says way too like transfixed on like, all right, let's see where this is going, and it's like <laughs> there's literally something walking up, like very obviously not being carried, but walking like behind you right now. <laughs> That's the other point I want to bring up. So at one point, it cuts to the, the live feed. And it says at the bottom of the screen on the laptop, live feed. That stuck out to me like a sore thumb because it looked like a subtitle. It didn't look like it was like a part of an interface or part of like an on-screen display. It looked like part of a subtitle that you would just have in a movie. Yeah. And it just looked so cheap. Like someone had just put it in, in post. Yeah. They didn't think about it. They just put it in and it looks nothing like you would see on like a a, a video camera feed or anything like that. Oh. It, so... Um, I didn't really notice it, but I'm sure if I go back now and watch it, it's it stuck out. <laughs> out so much to me. It was just so cheap and like, no, that's not what that would look like. Uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a whole thing. Uh, so I want to talk about that because that, that that really <laughs> that drove me nuts. That scene, as much as I like seeing the footage of Chucky running around POV, it yeah. really drove me nuts. The uh, just you know his him not reacting to it, and then the the live feed thing. It was a cool idea for a scene, but probably could have been handled better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the the best thing. Uh, so yeah, the little girl ends up just being like sort of hiding in the cupboard the whole movie after you know. Yeah, she just kind of disappears away. for a good chunk of it. Yeah, that was, that was a little bit strange. Um, but otherwise, I enjoyed the carnage. I enjoyed Chucky running around uh, chasing people, especially once he became a bit more active. Once the the face paint or the face makeup came off, yeah. and it was like, oh no, it's really him. It's not just like a reboot Chucky. It's really Chucky, Chucky. Yeah, um, and, and, and cool. I think uh, the the first reveal, um, 
when he's like under the covers uh, with the little girl, mm. and then yeah, you know, I, I think there's there's like a lightning storm out, and she's like, oh, I'm scared, and I, I think yeah, you know, we finally get him going like you should be. Uh, that was a pretty cool scene. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I will say we we've complimented the, the doll animatronics a lot throughout this series and I think for the most part it's still pretty good but there was a couple of moments in this one where it kind of it felt a little bit subpar I thought the doll early on looked a bit weird but then it, they kind of explained that away with it being oh it's made up it's like makeup over the yeah the, the, the messed up one I'm, okay that kind of works um, there was a couple of moments though there's a shot where it's just after the eyeballs went downstairs down the yeah. yeah and it looks and I, really obviously like CG like enhanced and it just it looks not quite see, right what it looked like to me was uh, – I'm not sure if this is what they did, but it looked like maybe they got – A kid. Like a, yeah, or something and dressed them up and because uh, it, it's weird. You know, He has like a very specific movement, which is like yeah. a doll, but then every now and again you see like, oh, it looks like they're moving like a, like a person. It's a lot more fluid. And the funny thing is, is that they did that same trick later on in the movie, and I thought it looked much better. It's, on the main stairs, there was a top-down shot, a bird's-eye view. And you just see the top mm-hmm. of his head as he's walking oh, down the yeah. stairs. And I thought that yeah. one looked really good. I'm like, oh, that one was quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, you, you should have done that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they wanted the shot looking up at the stairs as he's walking down. And it, it just it looked a bit off. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, so, but hey, maybe that's where the budget came in a little bit. They couldn't do it the, the way they used to do it in the last couple of movies. They had yeah. to make some sort of compromise. And, you know, it, it, it didn't work out as best as it could have but yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you know, uh, if you look at it as a, you know, um, I, I get we've talked about this before. Like, it's a little unfair now to say that, you know, VOD or you know what we kind of used to know as like straight to video is, um, you know, a little bit of a bad word, but you know, it's it's a lot better than it used to be. But it, it definitely does feel like, uh, there is a little bit of a you know, straight to video vibe on this. Like you can tell like, ah, yeah, the budget probably isn't as much, but at the same time though, it's very impressive for this type of movie. This is the thing though, is I don't think, I think movies like this and other serial killer movies that we, you know, we are big fans of in the eighties and stuff. Mm. I don't think they like, they they need to suffer though. I feel like you can do a proper Friday the 13th on a direct to video budget. Like there's no reason why that needs any more than that. And I, I think that's where, the, the audience isn't as big as it used to be, but I think that's why they can thrive in these conditions. It's like, okay, right, so we'll do... Because, I mean, they've made a new Chucky movie, so they must have been happy enough with how this one performed for them. Yeah. Uh, Universal, I'm talking about here. So, I, I can't imagine, like, this, you know, for for its investment and what it got back, it must have done well. And I don't think it needs to be any more than this, any bigger than this. Sure, yeah, in this yeah, case, we... <laughs> the, the animatronics could have been a little bit better. But I will say this. It never had that cheap direct-to-video look to it, which is you know no. so, something that really sticks out to me with a lot of uh, a lot of direct-to-video horror movies. Is there's that sort of weird tint that it's got, that's just, but they drain the color out a little bit, and it just looks kind of shitty. I would I would say there was one scene that I I kind of felt like that, which is when um she's kind of flying off the um like out of her chair and like uh you know falling down to the ground. Uh, okay. towards the end and there was a there was a weird way with uh, maybe that might be more of how it was shot or something uh that felt like a little cheap to me but um and like um, other than that that's the only thing that kind of stuck out to me as being like ah this looks a little off or something well i don't, I don't think that's i think that's because what i'm talking about is the way the the, the shooting visual style is that to mm-hmm. me sounds more like they have to shoot it this way because they could only afford to do the effect this way 
Yeah. So I, I think that's more of maybe yeah, it's a budget issue, but it's a more of a a practical budget issue. Whereas the the look that uh, a lot of VOD or straight to video movies have that I hate is more of a choice. Typically, they, they could choose to have it look different, and they don't. They, yeah. they they always seem to go for not all of them, obviously, but a lot of them seem to go for this visual style that I hate, and it just looks cheap to me. I don't know why they do it. I, I think I, I think part of it is they want to try and emulate more expensive looking film by like using yeah. filters and stuff and it just doesn't look right it looks cheap because you're trying to fake it and it oh, yeah. it looks it looks bad but this doesn't have that this looks you know visually it looks fine like it looks like yeah. a, it looks like any I think if this was made for theatres it would still look this way maybe it'd have more locations and stuff but it would still look like it does so yeah. I can't fault it too much in that sense um, and the characters aren't great but they're not bad either they're, they're kind of like oh that's a horror, horror yeah. movie cast of characters where they're not the worst things ever but you you do yeah. they're there to be killed and you like them enough that you're not bored when they're on screen but you're okay when they die <laughs> so yeah it's a good way of putting it like none of the characters really stand out to me um like maybe nika like i i, I did like her um uh, but hmm. everyone else just seem yeah like all right this is just a person that's gonna die but um but at the same time, though, there wasn't anyone that was overly annoying. That like, oh, I hate this guy or anything. Yeah, Nika obviously is a little bit more likable because she figures things out. We have that scene early on as well when the the FedEx guy is flirting with yeah. her, <laughs> and her mother kind of like, oh no, he's just being nice, honey, and it makes her feel like shit. It's like oh, yeah. I don't want you to be hurt, and it's like, yeah, great, yeah. She already has to deal with the fact that she's in a wheelchair her entire life. Yeah, you, you only tell her, oh no, no boy will be interested in you. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you're such a great judge of character, uh, Mrs. <laughs> Charles Lee Ray over here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you had an affair. Well, I mean, it never clarifies if she had an affair before yeah. he died or whatever. But... At the very least, she was good friends with him. Which yeah. that scene with him at the party, it's like, does no one not realize how much of a creep this guy is? Well, uh, by the way, at that scene at the party, it was even the reveal yeah. to him and the camera spun round and you saw him with the sunglasses. <laughs> was that the only one thinking Tommy Wiseau? Oh no, one hundred percent. Come yeah. on now, come on now. I was like, uh, see, now I want this. I want Chucky's lines to all be dubbed with Tommy Wiseau. Oh my god, I would. So I'd be one hundred percent down with that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm scared, Chucky. Of course you should be. I did not kill her. Okay, I did, but. <laughs> just a fyi little uh quick side note uh i am uh i picked up the disaster artist for some reason i never read it um like a couple of days ago and i'm almost at the end it is such a good book and if anyone's a fan of the room i really really highly recommend reading it i i kind of thought i knew like a lot of the onset stories and stuff and but there was a lot that i didn't realize there's a movie coming out why don't you read the book uh, I don't know. I, I guess you can see the movie, but the book's really good, though. Mm. And I, I've I've heard it might have even been you that suggested this, but I heard the audio uh, book is really good as well. Yeah, it is um, me. Uh, because the, the guy yeah. who wrote it was the guy who played Mark in the movie. Mm-hmm. He actually does a really good Wiseau impression. So every time he's you know every time he's saying something he said, he'll do the, the impression, and it's apparently it's really yeah. good. <laughs> I heard I had a clip of it. It's, it. The clip I heard was really good. And yeah. uh, um. At one point, he mentions the title of another movie that Tommy Wiseau wanted to make, which I don't think I'm going to get the exact title correct, but it was something along the lines of King of the Vampires, The Vampire of Alcatraz, or something like that. (laughs) 
and oh dear god please make that movie so we can review it on this show oh i wanna i do want to <laughs> i want it bad oh boy uh so what have we left out the movie we've talked about kills talked about characters uh direction we didn't really mention direction which i think is maybe something worth bringing up because it is the same director as the last movie and it's the, obviously the writer of the whole thing. And last time we were like, okay, it's quite simple directing wise. This time, he is trying to do a horror movie. Like he, like he's yeah. clearly done a bit of homework. He's I don't know if he made any movies in between this and Seed or if he whatever, but certainly he was he was going for a style. And I think he mostly kind of, I mean, I don't think it's amazing direction by any means, but like it's you know outside of the bullshit jump scare at the end, I think it's actually you know effective for what it is. Yeah. And uh, I like the location that they chose. It's kind of like um, it's a house, but it's like a big, like almost kind of a gothic house, which uh, we haven't really seen before. You know, we've been in the city, we've been in, uh, you know, military school, and then kind of had like road trips and stuff. But uh, I would say it, it definitely lent itself to horror very well. It's very dark. Yeah, because um, it almost felt like it could have been the start of a supernatural movie. The, the way yeah. you know the house was. Uh, also, I'm glad you you went in to clarify it, but when you said we've not really seen a gothic house before, I'm like, Tim, we've done a lot of horror movies with gothic houses. What, this, what are you talking about? But you meant in a series, so that's right, okay. Right, right. Yeah. But I was like, Tim, we mean we've never seen that. Why has no one ever thought of this before? This is such a good idea. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think that's it. I think we've covered all the the main. But any other moments of yeah. scenes you wanted to bring up? Uh, again, I just want to talk a, a little bit about the the flashback scenes. I oh, go on, yeah. I, I I do think they they fit this movie well, but I don't really like what it does for the overall series because they're bringing this light to Charles Lee Ray that I never felt before. Like I always, you know, got the idea that he was this crazy, you know, killer, but. Now they're adding this weird, like, oh, he was, like, obsessed with this, you know, one woman kind of thing. And it's weird that if he was really that obsessed with her, especially, like, literally to the point where it's, like, you know, in the first movie, his interaction with her is, like, like minutes before the first movie actually starts. Uh, and yet this is, like, the first time we're hearing about it. This is the first time he wants no, to get that, revenge. That, that, that is fair. I, I think... I'll counteract some of what you just said, but I will agree that it is kind of weird that we've never heard about it. You know, it, it reeks of, oh, we had this idea for this movie, but we never thought about this before. There was never a seed or anything like that that was yeah. planted that, that, you know, that led to this. <laughs> seed. Oh, there you go. Very good. Um, <laughs> what I will but maybe... It, it, it's also... Sorry, just one, one last quick point. And then it, it feels weird with, again, we're all in continuity, so we know that he does have this woman that, you know... And, I mean, I guess in Bride, we see that maybe she was a little more into him than he was her, but still he kind of had the point that, like, oh, Tiffany well, was his girl. The, the point I was going to make there, to play devil's advocate for your, okay. your problem that he's getting an obsession with this woman, I, I don't think... They say obsessed, but I, what, the way I actually read it was that this was just another one of his victims. And this is kind of okay. what he does when he's going to kill someone. He invades their life. He ruins their life. He threatens their children okay. he like i was sort of taking this this is him being like he's not 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 job serial killer this is what he does this was his mo because because yeah. it didn't feel like oh this was going to be a long-term thing it felt like you know we had her on that that sort of table and there was, there was like a voodoo mask behind him and he was doing whatever <laughs> you know I, I don't think he was necessarily planning on keeping her alive that much longer okay. or, or the kid for that matter like i feel like 
that this was going down a path, and maybe that would explain why it's not been mentioned in 25 years, because sure. it wasn't actually that important to him in that sense, it's just that, it, you know, no. it, was, it was his next kill, but she, she set him up, to got him put away, I don't know. Now that he's at this point where he's... Um, he's not trying to become more, human again, so he's... Yeah, yeah, tying up loose ends. Okay, I, I can deal with that how did you feel about like the direction style of the flashbacks with the it was like black and white but with like little bits of color uh little bits of color were cool um they did feel they felt kind of rough to me though in the sense that if i think the black and white was more to actually try and hide his age which was just not working (laughs) he he looked so different like i say he looks more like tommy wiseau now than he does what he did uh back in the first movie I feel like it was a little too over stylized for mm. like it, it looks cool, but I don't know if it's necessary in this movie where we it don't did... really have much style, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have style, but we don't have this. Like the, the style of that these flashbacks kinda. didn't fit with the not even just this movie, just a series in general. We've, we've never had yeah. this. We've never had these black and white flashbacks before. I don't think so. I don't remember any. Uh, I don't. Yeah, not that I remember no. So, so they they felt like this little cheap way of like retconning this stuff back into it. And I'm okay with these ideas. Like, like I say, maybe they should have done what I, I thought was going to happen. They were going to reveal that yeah. that, that was his daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's why he showed up after all this time. He found out that some woman that he, you know, either had a relationship with or maybe he'd raped her or something. You know, just to go dark with it because he's that type of character. And he found out that she existed, and that's why he's shown up after all this time, because he found out. Yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things where, again, when I, like, looking back a couple of years ago when I first watched it, I remember really, really liking it, and then watching it now, I'm noticing these little things where I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I didn't think about this that much the first time around, but that's kind of weird and maybe yeah. unnecessary. I, I think but, there's a few things continuity-wise that are a little bit fluid. You just kind of have to accept they're going to wave, you know, they're going to waver yeah. slightly one way or the other a little bit depending on the movie because that's what the movie needs them to be. Yeah. The they're very tiny nitpicks though, and I think the good definitely outweighs the the bad on that. Yeah. So basically it's a pretty decent sequel. It's not the best of the series, but it's it's enjoyable enough. If you like Chucky, yeah. I think you'll have some fun out of it. Uh, it's definitely not. Uh, it's definitely better than the worst two movies in the franchise. So with yeah, without a doubt, and uh, and I'll say I'm, I'm actually uh, actually, yeah, I'll say really excited for uh, the new one because um, if it's just like you know, hopefully like this, but maybe a little better, um, mm. you know, it'll be nice to have hopefully one at least good uh, franchise movie this October. What are you talking about? <laughs> You know fine well that Leatherface and Jigsaw are going to be classics. Uh, of course, yeah. I can't wait for those. Awesome. Oh, right. That's, uh, <laughs> let's rate this this movie. So, Tim, what would you give Curse of Chucky out of 10? Uh, I think I'm going to give it a... Kind of floating for a 6 po- uh, or a 6.5, but, you know, I, I think I'll give it a 6.5. Okay. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that range as well. Six, six point five. Yeah. Um, Watch out, the ratings, please. <laughs> come get you. Uh, yeah, they're coming for <laughs> us apparently. Um, I, I will. I'm just gonna sit on a six, and I enjoy, it's an enjoyable six. It's, you know, it's, it's like yeah. nothing special. Doesn't do anything amazing, but it's solid enough. It's enjoyable. Um, 
But it's kind of, it, it fills into that sort of category of where I think of all those sequels we got in the 80s of a lot of the horror movies where, oh yeah, this isn't a great movie, but I still kind of like it just for what it is. And it's, it's fine. Yeah. And I, it kind of falls into that for me. And honestly, I don't get a lot of those horror sequels anymore these days. So I'm kind of, I appreciate having this actually. It's kind of a weird, yeah. I enjoy they, they having t- this kind of decent sequel that I don't usually get anymore. Yeah, they tend to usually go like one way or the other where it's just horrendous or you know really good so uh yeah it's nice to have like oh cool like a, a middle one that's i'm glad this exists it's not my favorite but certainly enjoyable yeah. and I'm, I'm glad it's here in the franchise exactly so no and i, th- I think it it plays into the series being very consistent again outside of oh yeah the one big dip from the last movie uh <laughs> this puts it this is much closer to the other good ones not not as good but certainly it's you know not not a million miles away from it so, yeah. um, yeah, so that's uh, Curse of Chucky. I, I do want to actually briefly mention, though, I I think one of the last episodes I mentioned that I was going to go back and get all our ratings so that I could give, give you statistics Ooh. at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, each year, maybe every time we do the best of the year video, we can have a look at what we rated that year. And I can tell you what Tim's average was, what my average <laughs> was, and uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was going back and I started from the start honestly my, my main thought I'm not surprised at our scores from those early reviews I am just and maybe surprise isn't even the right word but we were terrible <laughs> like seriously those early episodes are absolutely awful I do not recommend anyone go back so much so that I actually said to Tim you know Tim some of those bigger movies we did in those first like 20-30 episodes we're probably going to do those again at some point just, just so those are good I mean it depends if you th- well better versions of them i mean your opinion may not be that we're that good now that's fair but we're definitely better than we were back in those days yeah i tell you that uh so, some of them were making me cringe like, even you and me like our, our like we just weren't i don't know confident i guess or, or comfortable i'll say comfortable we weren't as comfortable yet to just uh, yeah, what's it, a it was a new thing for better or worse we're in i guess somewhat of a groove <laughs> Oh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. What a groove it is. So um, yeah, that was that was, but, that was cracking me up. In fact, the first episode yeah. has some horrible uh, background noise. I don't think it was really? coming from us. It was one because we used to have yeah. another couple of people who shall name them nameless, but uh, one of them I think had like a fan on or something, and it was like just so yeah. <laughs> terrible. Oh. I also feel like. Um... Uh, earlier on like uh, some people might say i am still maybe too forgiving with the ratings but i, I think especially early on uh there was a lot of stuff that i might have given higher than it, it should have been because uh, I, I feel like now i do try to be a little harsher like when necessary but unless um, we're reviewing the boy for some reason in which case i just throw it out fantastic <laughs> you give that an eight by the way just to remind everyone at home tim rated the boy an eight out of ten just i I know. I apologize. It probably should be higher, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see when we revisit it. Your credibility is shot to <laughs> shit because of that. The amount of classics <laughs> you've rated that equal to is insane. Absolutely insane, Tim. <laughs> I won't stand for it. Anyway, that that brings an end uh, to the screams after midnight. I should tell you about October, which is coming up, because mm-hmm. we are going to be doing some special stuff. We are going to be doing a lot more extra reviews. Over the month, we call it the Octoberthon, and because of that, we do f- at least four episodes a week, maybe more. We, we've got four a week scheduled. We might end up doing some extras because we'll just say, "Hey, Tim, do you want to watch X movie?" And we'll be like, "Yeah, let's do X movie." Um, yeah. But uh, I, I highly recommend, um, you know, 
even if we don't get to four more, um, if you follow us on social media, we'll probably still be talking about horror movies all oh, month sure. long. And yeah. even if we don't get to doing a review for one, you know, you can probably see us post about it on Twitter or something. So. In fact, if people would like, I have a... Now, we admittedly don't have as much time to watch movies outside of the show anyway. So chances are our, our list would be almost identical, give or take. <laughs> Maybe Tim would have yeah. a few more. Uh, but I do actually have like a point system for Octoberthon if people would like to play along at home and try and watch as many yeah. horror movies as they want. Um, simple point system. Uh, you get more points for new watches that you've not seen before. It's obviously, you're just scoring it yourself. You have to you know, either be honest with yourself or what's the point of playing? I, like, the whole point is to try and watch more movies. That yeah. only benefits you. There's no prize. Uh, but if you, if you want that available, it's just an Excel spreadsheet. I can, I can make the link available uh, at the start yeah. of October. Uh, but let me know. Uh, so we're doing that. A lot of extra episodes. Uh, we're taking the first week in November off because we're doing so much during, November, uh, during October. Um, on top of that, uh, there are two Patreon votes for next month. Uh, one is Classics. The other one is Knee High Mischief. Uh, I've explained those in every episode so far, so I'll just brush <laughs> past it. But yeah, that's the two Patreon votes. $5 tier and up can vote on those. There's also a free vote, though, a public vote. The link for yeah. that's in the description below. That is a werewolf movie vote. So everyone gets to vote on that. So check that out. Um on top of that, there's a, something else that will that'll be a surprise next month. Something else we're going to be doing. Oh. Uh, not specific to streams. I mentioned this in the last video, but we've got an, an extra thing where, which is going to Patreon, but the first one will be free for everyone to try uh, next month. So oh. you can look forward to that. Yeah, that should be good. And then also, um, I, I, I probably won't be on them, but uh, there are some horror TV shows starting up. Uh, that you'll be reviewing so people can get their fix on those there are yeah Uh, exorcist season two is starting up uh next week and uh, channel zero just started started. we've already done the first episode of that you can check that review out if you want to uh it was good i liked it nice i haven't watched it yet but the i love the first season actually i'll probably Mm. be watching the episode tonight so excited cool cool cool. uh so you can do that and and it's not horror but philip k dick's electric dreams also is a thing that's a sci-fi anthology show um, so there's a, there's a lot going on there's a lot yeah. of uh, stuff happening but uh, so by all means um, yeah check stuff out uh, look forward to stuff in October we're going to make a big month of it so thank you very much for watching and listening. let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below like subscribe all that stuff as we said patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel and support the show and what we do here but otherwise that's so thank you once again for watching keep watching scary movies and we'll see you next time <laughs>